This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. The Seattle Department of Transportation is seeking input into their proposal to add a bus-only lane to Rainier Avenue. With this morning to talk about this issue is Christine Alar, a senior transportation planner with the Seattle Department of Transportation. Good morning, Christine. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Uh, Christine, uh, first of all, can you give us a little background about this particular project, you know, how it came about and... Um, why you guys feel this is uh, important as it relates to um, navigating traffic up and down Rainier Avenue. Sure. I'll just give a quick background. Um, During the pandemic, we had a really unique opportunity to look at what transit routes were still carrying a high number of riders, even through the lockdown. And we were able to identify routes that were serving our essential workers and our solid bus rider base. We called this the COVID Recovery Lane Program, and we wanted to look at these corridors that had continuous high ridership numbers and make sure these essential workers and consistent transit riders had the highest transit priority on these popular routes. All right. Then what are some of the main benefits of a bus-only lane? So the main benefit of a bus-only lane, um, just simply is that it helps keep buses moving by separating buses from other vehicles. Uh, Bus lanes not only benefit bus riders, they also have a safety benefit. By redesigning the road, it helps bolster other safety improvements by calming traffic and helping to limit speeds on the roadway. All right. Now, I know there's a couple of burning questions that people in our listening audience, I think in the the general public, uh, are asking. Uh, Number one, how much does this cost and where is the money coming from? Who's paying for it? You know, always it's always about the money first with, with a lot of people. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I can talk about uh, the funding source, definitely. Um, this project is made possible thanks to the 80% of Seattle voters passing the Seattle Transit Measure in November 2020. And this created a revenue source for more frequent, reliable, and accessible bus service in our city through a 0.15% sales tax, and this fund can be used for uh, building projects that help transit operate better and also investing in additional transit service. Uh, that is the equivalent of about $0.15 cents on every $100 purchase, and you just pay directly into supporting access to and access to transit in our community. All right. And my next question is, you know, if we can talk a little bit about the 
uh, impact that this proposal would have on people who choose or need to drive their cars down Rainer Avenue. You know, a lot of people, when they hear this, Nate, uh, and they know there's only two main arterials that go down the south end of Seattle and uh, Martin Luther King um, and Rainier Avenue, you know, how is this going to impact uh, people who actually are commuting and driving uh, to and from work and also to and from uh, different places they might need to get to as it relates to, you know, doctor's appointments and grocery stores and things of that nature? Yes. Uh, it's a consideration that we're having for all of our corridors is trying to serve all modes of trans, uh, transport. So, you know, bikes, buses, and cars. One of the challenges, of, of course, is making sure that we can get people moving uh, efficiently at all times. Now, we have two separate alternatives uh, that we're looking at for Rainier Avenue South, and uh, there are different impacts to drivers based on each different alternative. Um, I can go through those if you'd like. Um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and go. Let's go ahead and go through the diff- two different alternatives you guys have on on the uh, plate right now. Sure. Uh, so let's see. So we have first we have um, two alternatives. Alternative one plans for a continuous northbound bus lane from South Grand Street to South Walden Street. And Alternative 1 will have one northbound general travel lane and one bus-only lane. And it maintains the center two-way turn lane throughout the segment. As part of Alternative 1, there will be a new traffic signal at South Grand Street to promote transit reliability, and this will provide a safe crossing and access to buses. Now, with this this alternative, there is... um, Excuse me. There's a greater impact to uh, single occupancy vehicle drivers in this neighborhood, and they can see a delay um, to their travel time. They also um, could potentially see uh, traffic diversion to neighborhood streets, and we may need to do more investments to address uh, barriers to taking the bus as part of this alternative. Um, Now, alternative two um, is a little bit of uh, a compromise with that. It also plans for a continuous northbound bus lane from South Grand Street to South Walden Street. Um, however, between, uh, let's see, between South Grand and South College Street, Alternative 2 would maintain two northbound travel lanes and remove the two-way center turn lane. Um, Alternative 2 also adds two new traffic signals, one at South Grand Street and one at South College Street. The new traffic signal at South College Street would provide a protected left turn lane. So one of the impacts to this alternative, obviously, is uh, access to businesses and freight movements through this corridor. However, it does provide a bit of a release valve for traffic uh, volumes to sort of you know, move more freely through that section. So there, right. there are some considerations with both alternatives. Um, both our alternatives are estimated to save nearly five minutes of transit travel time during the heaviest traffic congestion period, which generally is the morning peak period northbound Rainier. Uh, this makes riding the bus a more reliable and attractive transportation option for the nearly 9,500 people riding Route 7 each day. These, um, these bus lane projects are just one of the ways in which we are working to improve Rainier Avenue South, and we are committed to improving safety, especially we're hearing that from folks. They really want to, we really want to make this a safer corridor, and we'll continue to prioritize these safety projects. 
Right. Now, I understand that, um, you know, you guys already have established some bus only lanes uh, in rain on Rainier Avenue. Um, and I know there's some people who, you know, may have some uh, concerns uh, about that. Um, and, you know, they kind of popped up, you know, they were riding down the street and might have all of a sudden seen these bus lanes and they're wondering where they came from, how they came about. I understand that uh, you guys are also trying to have uh, community input right now into the different yeah. proposals that you have, which would allow people to kind of um, have a voice into um, this decision or planning uh, process you guys are in right now. Is that correct? It is correct. We are actually we're being very intentional about our um, communication and outreach process through the city of Seattle. We've um, we've engaged with nine community liaisons in the corridor. We have our web pages translated into, um, last time I counted, I think it was 10 different languages, and we have translation services to engage. This is a, this is a very complex corridor, and we just want to make sure that we're hearing from all different, different aspects of life along here, because there's a lot going on. It's very dynamic. And some of the ways, um, you know, we have on our web page, which is actually might be easier for us to just post um, a link to it because it's got a lot of hyphens, but it's um, <clears throat> you can access that and get the information about the alternatives and um, could submit a an email with comments directly to us um, at transitlanes at seattle.gov. Um, and that's a that's another way that you can you can just tell us what's going on, especially like what you're saying with the existing bus lanes that are that were put in. Um, we had some installed as part of phase two in July 2022 in the northbound direction and also a segment in the southbound direction. And then in September, there was another southbound bus lane segment put in between Bayview and uh, um, MLK. All right. And then um, two things, uh, and they're not really, really related, but I think they probably could come up to, to later. Some people be concerned about. Number one, I think you guys have a public meeting that's coming up that people can, um, you know, give their feedback as well. And then the one of the other things uh, that people are concerned about is with, with these lanes, uh, particularly as it relates to um, some of the, the business districts up and down Rainier Avenue, uh, is um, parking. Yeah, well, there. I will say there is. Um, there's no parking removal as part of this project. Um, we are just uh, reallocating existing lanes of traffic and dedicating them towards buses. <coughs> Sorry, and um, and so there won't be parking removal um, as part of this. And um, yes, we do have a public meeting coming up. It's actually on October 25th from 5:30 to 7. And this will be a virtual meeting. Um, hopefully that will be a format that's more accessible for people to, to be able to submit their comments. And we will we'll be giving a more detailed presentation on the two alternatives um, and then potential benefits and some of the impacts uh, from those alternatives. We can explore more, more deeply. And then um, we can also discuss a proposed schedule for this work. There will be an opportunity to uh, just Submit in the chat, you know, your different questions that we can run through as part of the of the virtual meeting. All right, um, Christina, I have a couple uh, points of uh, clarification before we close out this segment. Number one is, you know, how can people access the, the virtual meeting? Is it something to 
to register for? Can they just go on, uh, you know, online? You know, how can they access that meeting? Number two, I understand that there's a survey that people can participate in to give their feedback as well. How can they access um, the survey? And then also just, you know, alternative ways that they can provide uh, some input or feedback to you guys as it relates to um, this particular project. Sure. Uh, we we are really getting some very strong um, responses already. Um, it was launched it, uh, in late – the survey was launched in late September, and we've received hundreds of responses already. So we're getting some great response. We had – SDOT had actually sent a mailer out to about 20,000, a little over 20,000 residents along the Rainier Avenue South Corridor, and this had information um, about – the upcoming public meeting, and how to access the survey. There was a QR code to access the survey. We've also posted at 25 of the most high ridership popular stops along Rainier Avenue South um, a poster with a QR code that people can scan to access the survey that way. Um, Another way is to, again, go onto our website, which is just seattle.gov slash transportation, slash Rainier Avenue South bus, lane, bus lanes, but it may be easier to just put in a you know, major search engine search for um, Rainier Avenue bus lanes. Um, you could also uh, just send an email directly to us with any comments at, Seattle, or at transitlanes at seattle.gov, and we can answer any questions or take any comments into consideration that you do submit that way. Um, I think you could you know, give us a call if you want. You could try 684 Road um, and get through our just our comment process through a uh, phone line if that would work easier for you. All right. Well, Christina, uh, thank you for joining us today's show. Uh, one other quick question for you, and this is just to, um, you know, what would you say to uh, the person in our listening audience this morning um, who believes that, you know, all the decisions regarding this, this project <coughs> have already been made and um, that it doesn't make any uh, doesn't matter, you know, what we say or if we call and uh, provide our input because they're going to do what they want to do anyway. You know, what would you say to a person like that in our listening audience who might be a little skeptical or be a naysayer uh, as it relates to you guys really seeking um, community input into this project? Yeah, thank you for giving me that opportunity. I really, I can't stress enough how much we do uh, respond to um, comments from from the community, from, you know, residents, from, you know, you know, service industries, things like that. You know, we've met with, with um, freight companies. We've met with community members. Like I said, uh, we have the, the liaisons that are helping us sort of bridge, bridge the communication gaps with these groups. And we are, are very, like I say, intentional about making sure that we're serving this population. And I, I think one, um, one, indicator is that you know Rainier Avenue South is is such a complex and dynamic corridor full of a variety of cultures that we've been we've been studying putting in a bus lane on this corridor for you know 15 years or something and it's it's been incremental work because every time we we look into it there's always some you know there's some um new element that's introduced from the from the public that we you know we don't see and so when they bring that up we we change our approach and we've we've you know changed it to do it in phases and do it in parts you know we've started in 2015 you know the series of bus lanes were put in 
around then and earlier in July. Um, but doing the whole corridor at once is just, um, you know, if we if we wanted, you know, to do just exactly what we wanted to do, we would just go out there and stripe it and be done with it. But, you know, we've been right. very intentional with that. All right. Well, Christina, thank you for joining us on today's show. Um, and we're, I'm going to encourage our listening audience to participate in the survey or provide their feedback um, to you guys as well. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I very much appreciate your time.